We got chased by the cops for smashing pumpkins. Junior year of high school, weekend after Halloween, we had never done, out of all the things we had never done, we had never done pumpkin smashing before. So we thought, you know, perfect weekend, Halloween's over, people are done with their pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns or whatever. We're just going to drive around and take some. We're hanging out at my buddy Griff's house. It's me, my friends, Beef, and 7-5. <laughs> so the four of us are hanging out. We go up to, I think it was Sonic. And to set the stage for this, when you got off at Griff's exit, there was all these, where he lived at the time, there was all these restaurants, grocery stores, whatever. And then you would take this main two-lane road out to all the neighborhoods, and Griff's was down at the end. So we're in 7-5's SUV. We grab food. There was an alternate route. Instead of taking the main road straight back, you could hang a left onto this alternate road, and it was through all these connecting neighborhoods, like five or six neighborhoods consecutively that connected through this one road. We're driving <laughs> through these neighborhoods, and we just start grabbing pumpkins. It's the four of us, and I don't know why, but Beef was driving 75's SUV, and we're just hopping out. The three of us, the other three guys are just hopping out left and right, grabbing pumpkins to the point where we didn't realize it, but we were just throwing them in the trunk, and by the time we turned around and looked, we have pumpkins all the way up to the roof of 75's car. Now we're like, we got to start throwing them. We're driving like most neighborhood speeds. It's 25, 15, 25 miles an hour. So we're just driving around, throwing pumpkins out the window. And they're just smashing and exploding in the street. And we think it's the funniest thing ever. We probably do this for like two hours because anytime we'd get low, we would just grab more and reload. So we'd probably throw like 30, 40 pumpkins out <laughs> by the end of the night. Maybe more, honestly. It was ridiculous. And we didn't think anything of it because it wasn't as bad as some of the stuff we were usually doing. Now, we did do a couple yard jobs, and that's a story for another day, but by the end of the night, we had gone through literally every neighborhood leading up to Griff's, and as we're pulling out, it's probably at this point like 10, 30, 11 at night, we hang a right to turn out onto the main road, and as soon as we turn out, there's, a, there's the LED headlights, and we're like 95% sure it's a cop, and the cop sees us leaving the neighborhood. So as we see the car start to accelerate towards us, we're looking at like the reflective paint, the light on the top, and we're like, oh, dude, it's a cop, it's a cop. So we start panicking because we're like, oh, man, did somebody call in one of those neighborhoods or did he just see us accelerate kind of quickly? Like, we don't know why, but you can tell he's accelerating towards us. Hasn't turned his lights on yet, but we can tell he's coming towards us. So 7-5 is in the passenger seat. Again, Beef's driving 7-5's car, and it just doesn't look good for us at this point. It's four high school boys. If somebody called about the pumpkins, like we're definitely the suspects because we just he saw us pull out of the, one of the neighborhoods. Seven five is probably the most genius thing he's ever done, whether he meant to do it or not. But he's like, get into the neighborhood, get into the neighborhood. Beef accelerates just a little bit to get into the neighborhood, and literally right as we hang a right to get into the entrance of Griff's neighborhood, we see the lights come on. As soon as we turn right, it's like boom, Chinese fire drills, quick as you can. We all jump out of the car. Me, Griff, and Beef go run into the woods. Seven five jumps into the driver's seat. And the cop, literally as soon as we get out of sight into the woods in this neighborhood, we're hiding behind, like, I think we were hiding in someone's backyard. You see the cop lights turn right and follow 7-5. So 7-5 drove a few more feet, and when the cop kind of signaled, said it was obviously us getting pulled over, 7-5 playing dumb, kept going for a few more feet, took a right and turned into <laughs> turned into someone's driveway, which really wasn't that smart at the time. But 7-5 being 7-5, he had a plan. <laughs> We are so close. We're actually kind of panicking because we're super close to Griff's house at this point. Where 75 got pulled over, this house's driveway faces the road that you turn onto to go to Griff's house. So we were kind of worried that his parents would see the cop lights from their house, but we didn't know what to do at this point. So we're hiding up on this hill in the woods and we're watching 75 talk to the cop. 
This goes on for, you know, usually when it's just a traffic stop and there's nothing serious going on, it lasts, what, the cop tries to scare you for a little bit or it takes forever to print a ticket off, whatever it might be, takes about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> it's been in our heads, and again, guilty conscious because we know what we've been doing all night. We're like, man, he's been there for a while. Griff and I being, <laughs> not thinking logically in the moment, maybe it was the adrenaline of thinking we were getting caught, I don't know. We start saying, got to come up with a plan. And Griff's like, let's distract the cop. We'll run over, scream at him. We'll run in the woods and maybe he'll chase us. It'll allow 7-5 to get out of the situation. I'm like, okay. In my head, I'm like, it's not a great idea, but it's the best we got, so let's do it. And he's like, we're not doing that. We are not ch getting the cop to chase us. That just draws more suspicion to the situation. And we're like, nah, man, like we can't. Because we had been in trouble a couple times, like a couple close calls that our parents were somewhat aware of. And we just knew we couldn't let our parents find out we were doing something stupid again. <laughs> like it just never failed. We were doing something stupid. So me and Griff were like this close to running over, like yelling at the cop and getting him to chase us, which looking back would have been so obvious that something's going on. And Beef's like, that, that is the dumbest idea ever, guys. We're not doing that. We're going to stay here. We're just going to stay put and see what happens. Okay. So we wait, and it felt like it felt like an hour that we were waiting. But finally, the cop turns the lights off, hits reverse, drives off. And we're like, holy crap. We wait. We watch 7-5 back up and literally just turn left and come down the cul-de-sac park at the end by Griff's house. And we're waiting in Griff's front yard like, oh, man, this is crazy. 7-5. Gets out, he's like, what are you guys tweaking out about? We're like, what happened? What happened? He's like, ah, oh, dude, it was pretty nuts. So the cop pulls 7-5 over and is immediately questioning him, like, hey, I saw you turn out of the neighborhood. You didn't use your turn signal, which is that really enough to pull someone over? In most cases, probably not. There were calls about a black SUV smashing pumpkins, a group of guys. Dot, not even realizing that we dodged a bullet, 7-5 telling us to get out of the car and run was the smartest thing ever because it was four suspects <laughs> that the cops were looking for in a black SUV. So even though 7-5's profile fit the description and his car fit the description, no one's in the car with him. And there weren't any remnants of its pumpkin. So there's no remnants of anything in the car that could be caught. And 7-5 just pulled one out of his ass, talked to the cop. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm out here to visit a friend. We were going to stay in tonight, play some video games. And I got turned around on my way out there, you know, really selling it. Oh, yeah, we got a cross-country meet tomorrow. We're not going to be out late doing anything, sir. I just got a little turned around, turned in the wrong neighborhood. I was looking for my buddies, and you saw me pulling out. And the cop's like, so you didn't smash any pumpkins tonight? He's like, no, nah, I wouldn't. Not something I would do by myself, but really, really sold the whole situation. And then backed up and turned around. And, again, really, in all honesty, from an event standpoint, it was, wasn't anything crazy compared to some of the other stuff we had done. But what was so funny about it is... Just the the precision, the accidental precision of just barely getting the opportunity to give ourselves time to turn in, switch seats, jump out of the car, whatever it was, take off to really ultimately cover four seven five so there weren't anyone else in the car. Because if all four of us are in the car, you have no no chance you're talking your way out of that. Because it would have been the four kids that were called on by the cops or got called into the cops. We would have fit the description to a T. So. <laughs> It was almost one of those things, like we accidentally dodged a bullet, probably should have got caught, but it was so funny because 7-5 just talked his way right out of it. He's like, yeah, man, just stayed calm and listened to everything he said. And the cop literally said, well, you fit our profile description perfectly, but 
If you're saying you didn't do it, you, you know, there's no proof. There's only one of you in the car. It didn't make any sense. So one of those really funny stories. And I feel like for whatever reason, especially with those three buddies, every time we had a situation like that where even when we got caught, we never really got caught because we covered our tracks or talked our way out just enough where it seemed like we weren't. <laughs> we either weren't the ones or we were innocent or we had some reason for doing something. And we truly thought we were like the good innocent kids because we didn't drink or party until our senior year of high school which <laughs> just so funny to me but that was a that was a crazy crazy one what was even more funny about it is again we were the cross-country kids so we were very like low-key didn't draw a lot of attention to ourselves as far as publicly but within the school, everybody knew what we were doing. Because we were, especially me, like we were putting on our Snapchat stories. Like I, I wish I still had it. But I literally had a selfie of me and the boys with this just massive pile of pumpkins in the back of this SUV, <laughs> all the way to the roof. <laughs> there had to be at least twenty or thirty pumpkins in the car with us, just on that one. And that was one of three rounds of pumpkins matching that we did that night. So it was just hilarious when you look back on those. And and again, all in good fun, you know, who knows, maybe maybe we really did ruin some people's Thanksgiving setups or whatever, but so, so funny, and always a great time with those guys. To this day, a great time with those guys, and and I love that, I think a lot of people, when they go away from, for college or grow up, act like, you know, they change, and sure, the setting might change, you might get older, <laughs> you got to be a little bit more of an adult at times, but overall especially with my buddies from high school they're all still the same we're all still the same no matter how much they try to act like and now you throw a couple drinks in the mix now that we're older and it just is exactly the same all the time i don't care what any of them say so great time as always great story and i thought it was fitting right around uh this time of year to tell it so if you go pumpkin smashing, just uh, take a minute to come